Hi guys, welcome back to Prayer Galore, the podcast. I'm your host, Jess Jam. And somebody asked me a question recently. And the question they asked me was, hey Jam, do you believe in magic? (laughs) And such a pure question, right? Such a humble and down to earth question. (laughs) Sometimes I fly high and that brought me right back down to this earth plane. And (laughs) my response was long winded and drawn out. And that is typical of me. Um, But what I should have responded with was, of course, I believe in magic, because I believe that I am magic but I explained to this person how I believe that God and spirit speaks in more than many ways and that the universe provides us the proof of that and some examples of this are numbers and their significance to us the Holy Spirit is the biggest one wow um I don't know what I'd do without the Holy Spirit, but also synchronicities, how things show up for you in your life, angels, gifts, abilities, talents. Um, Some people are extraordinarily talented and it's not to be explained. Um, Astrology, prophecy, the unknown, um, yoga, meditation, rebirth, the renewal, all of it, guys, et cetera, et cetera. So... I responded with that long version, but again, what I should have said was, of course, I do believe in magic because I believe I am magic. And so with that being said, let us pray and get into this conversation. Heavenly Father. God, you are amazing. You have brought us to this very moment, this very day, this moment in time to give you thanks, to bless your holy name, God. Your awesome, mighty, and wonderful God. And words cannot express or explain all that you're worthy of. Thank you for everything. Thank you for today. Thank you for this platform. Thank you for each and every individual listening, God. I pray that you would catapult them to new dimensions in you, God. I pray that you would lead them and guide them into your truth. I pray, Father God, that you would continue to protect and keep and love Just flood them with your love, God. And we thank you, Father, as always, for revealing something new. I thank you, Father, for your lessons. I thank you that you are a great teacher. Hallelujah. And I declare today, That I love you, 
and will continue on the path that you've set before me. And I pray that each and every individual under the sound of my voice will have holy ministering and warring angels encamped about them, protecting them, keeping them, covering them, healing them, delivering them. And I pray that you would set them free, God. I pray against limiting beliefs today, oh God. I bind it in the name of Jesus. And I declare that whoever might seem to struggle with those limiting beliefs in an area that doesn't allow you to permeate their souls. I pray, Father God, that you would unveil the truth. I pray, Father God, that you would make it a quick work with love, kindness, gentleness, all the fruits of your spirit, God. We thank you that those fruits are clear and evident in our lives. Even now, God, despite what goes on, despite any controversy, controversy or issues that we might be dealing with, Father, we know that everything that you touch is healed. We know that everything that touches you is healed. <laughs> Amen. And God, we reach out to you today. We thank you for your healing grace. We thank you for your touch today, God. Heal, deliver, and set free, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Hi, guys, and welcome back to Prayer Galore, the podcast. I'm your host, Just Jam, and this is our fourth episode. Woo! Applause, applause, clap, snaps, everybody. <laughs> so for me, I made it to episode four, and this is a milestone for me, guys, because usually when I don't, I'm not that comfortable with something, I won't do it four times. <laughs> and I'm not extremely comfortable with being recorded or like video and stuff. I talked about YouTube, how I wasn't very comfortable there. And so the podcast was a great platform for me. But today, episode four, y'all, I am so excited. And today we are going to talk all about the number four. And it is just your luck because I'm learning numerology. God is teaching me so much about numbers. And I remember during the pandemic, um, I was praying. Those were my prayers during the pandemic. I used to be like, God, why is the book of numbers in the Bible? And what is so important about numbers? I had absolutely no idea. And so now I have somewhat of an idea about the meanings of the numbers, their energies, their significance how they affect our lives, how they can tell us things. And not so much as fortune telling, but more of explaining why things are the way they are. Numbers and math always freaked me out my entire life. It is still a subject that I cannot 
fully grasp as an adult full-time college student okay (laughs) and that's just it's just the way my brain works um math has never been my favorite subject in fact it I always feared it and ran away from it or I failed a lot of math classes y'all and a lot of math teachers were very disappointed in jam and and I will always hear well you have the potential to be great and you're so smart but you're just not you know applying yourself or this or that and I couldn't understand why they couldn't understand that math was just not for me (laughs) well now that I'm semi years old (laughs) I'm some odd years old y'all I can look back and see clearly how God was kind of pushing me towards not being freaked about numbers so that I can receive the blessing from him around numbers. And part of that blessing, which is freely available to us all, is knowledge and understanding. Okay, guys, so what you heard in that last segment, um, I'm sorry it got cut off. Somebody um, called me at that moment I was recording, but I just said knowledge and understanding, and I ended it there. Okay, so here we go. Episode four, do you believe in magic (laughs) all about magic y'all I do believe in magic let me tell you um where should I start okay I'm gonna try to simplify it and also give you a brief history so when I had my first and only child I was 23 years old and the first year my, my child was born in September December was quick. You know, it came around right after I had my my child. And the question was, I was prompted with a question to consider how I would raise my son. And the question somebody asked me was, are you going to celebrate Halloween? Are you going to celebrate Christmas? Right? Are you going to dress the child up in costumes and you're a Christian? Um, Are you going to allow your child to participate in Halloween festivities that focus on witchcraft and the dark themes of holiday, Halloween? And so it was definitely a question that me and my husband considered. Like we sat, we talked about it. We, you know, and we came to a decision that we would celebrate those holidays and allow our son to have um, those experiences and be able to relate in his life. Um, 
One of the reasons why I decided to celebrate Halloween with my child is because I truly and honestly believe that if you don't give children something to believe in, then it'll be more difficult for them to believe later on in life. Children are born into the world pure, innocent, clean and clear of any um, limiting beliefs. (laughs) Faithlessness is not one of their, you know, um, they, they have faith. They believe they love freely, unconditionally, without, um, without reservation. And I wanted to give my child the experiences that I had growing up, those memories of getting dressed for Halloween and going out with family and trick-or-treating. And, you know, I never let my son eat any of the candy that we brought back, by the way. (laughs) But um, we did go trick-or-treating until he was old enough to say, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. It's not, I'm not interested in, for what? I go get candy, get dressed up, and I can't even eat it. And he decided that around eight or nine years, old, I think he was nine, when he stopped doing Halloween. Until this day, my child is not, he, he doesn't do it, you know? And so I said all that to say, It's another thing with Christmas when they ask me, are you going to celebrate Christmas? You're going to teach your child that Santa Claus is going down the chimney to bring him gifts. And when we talked about it, I remember, you know, us feeling like, well, damn, we don't want no nobody getting our credit for what we're doing in his life. You know, we're the ones purchasing the gifts and wrapping them up and giving it to him. And we want it that recognition as young parents, you know. But then I believe spirit brought me to this realization when I reflected back on my own life, how every Christmas my mother, even though she was a single parent with two kids, a student, multiple jobs, every Christmas we had gifts up literally up to the ceiling in our living room for me and my sister and i remember i remember um you know um stringing popcorn on sewing i don't know what they do you know like you make a a garter is it called a garter belt i think it is a little shiny thing that goes around the tree my mother used to pop popcorn and have us do a needle and thread and sew popcorn around the tree and it would be just such a fun experience for me and my sister and my mom you know and we spent a lot of quality time together because it took time to do that and decorating this huge um christmas tree and i i have memories of you know the cat trying to get the popcorn or the candy cane off the tree you know funny stuff like that And those are things that nobody can take from me. Those are my memories, and they're happy, good memories. 
And I remember always getting everything I wanted for Christmas, you know. Um, I remember being like around somewhere between six and nine, too, in these years. And I remember my mother making a big deal out of Christmas. And I remember us really believing in Santa. Go to bed, says Santa could bring your gifts. And then when we wake up in the morning, there would be gifts up to the ceiling under the tree. You know, and we would be like, whoa, Santa came in here, you know. <laughs> um, but thank God when I was 14, my grandmother introduced me to Christianity. And she saw my gifts and my abilities and my talents, spiritual talents. And she encouraged me to find Jesus. She was a Christian. And so here I am. <laughs> um, so I said all that to say I never want to foster an environment in my home where a child is not either introduced to the idea of belief or open feel comfortable being open to the idea of believing in something that you can't touch or feel or see that is faith right the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. And so how do we build faith? It starts when we're young. And um, a lot of kids get their dreams and their faith and their hope crushed by adults who don't even consider this as an option, okay? So I just wanted to let you guys know that. So. Um, I wanted my son to be a Christian. I wanted my son to grow up in Christianity. I wanted my son to know the truth and be open to it. And because of that, I realized, because of how my, I grew up, I realized that I would have never believed in God if I never believed in Santa. I would have never believed in spirituality spiritual stuff if I didn't have that hope of something that I couldn't see that was coming for me bringing me gifts and something good and so that was like the seeds that were planted in me that helped force a disability for me to receive and accept love from this God universal source presence that I could not tangibly feel or see. All right, so I'd like to explain that as a basic foundation when it comes to children, because I had a child and, you know, that was a big thing for me. I didn't enforce my child to, um, I didn't raise my child in a religious way. Um, I didn't force my child to do religious things um, because I don't believe in religion. That's just me, right? Um, I believe in the spiritual aspect of Christianity. Um, I believe in, you know, Jesus, Holy Spirit, God, angels, you know, and let's get more into this a little bit more. So 
Episode four, do you believe in magic? Yes, I do. And I just gave you the foundational aspect of why I do. I grew up with a mom who allowed us to celebrate holidays that she may not have believed in herself, but she did. She celebrated it with us. And as a result, I celebrate God because of it. Um, And I'm grateful. I'm very grateful for that because I've seen people, I've had people come into my life that did not have that and don't have the passion and desire um, for more when it comes to religion and spirituality as I do. I mean, and that could just be me, but anyway. Okay. So for me, magic is representation of what's unknown. Do you believe in magic? Do you believe in what you can't see? Hell yeah, I do. (laughs) Ghosts and ghouls and goblins and angels running around that we can't see or tangibly touch. Absolutely. I believe that. Um, and anything that God has created or that has been created under the sun and given me, given to me as a gift from God to confirm his dynamic ability to provide for us as our father what we need spiritually, naturally, emotionally, intellectually, every Lee out there, (laughs) psychologically, come on. Um, Yes, I do. Okay, so I want to break down for you guys a little bit of what I've come to understand to be the foundation of our existence. And then I'll break down how number four comes into play with that. So in the, be- in the beginning, the earth was full of darkness and void and, you know, there was nothing, right? But God, but God. <laughs> um, and then God decided over the earth and move and create. Movement is representative of creation in some cases in the Bible. Um, And so God multiplied himself. One, he became two, right? And if you think about creation and our mere existence, we were created in his image. So when he multiplied um, himself, he created us by doing that. And then we had the seven days of creation. And in those seven days of creation, um, there was a a guy, I forgot his name, um, Melchizedek, Melchizedek. He wrote a book about the flower of life. And this book explains um, how creation happened and how everything um, started. Um, but I'm giving you the I'm giving you the simplified version of it. So God is 
existed. He decided to move. He said, let there be light. And there was light. That was the first or second day. I can't remember exactly right now. And then seven more, six or seven more days passed. So now we at the seventh day and, and we have seven days that God used to create, right? Um, seven is a significant number too. Seven is also not only represented of the days of the week, but seven, they are seven chakras. You have the, um, what's the chakras? You have, oh God, why well, I can't remember them right now. Oh, you have the root chakra. You have um, the sacral chakra. You got the solar plexus. So the root chakra is at the base of the spine. The sacral chakra is right around your navel area, um, your belly button. The solar plexus is above that. Solar plexus chakra is above that. Um, the heart chakra obviously is in the center of the chest near the heart. The throat chakra. Um, what people know as the third eye chakra and then the crown chakra which I don't really connect that well with calling it third eye. And I'll get into that another, another time. Um, but these are seven chakras. There are seven deadly sins, pride, um, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and it's one more. Oh, sloth. Those are the seven deadly sins. You got pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. And then there are seven principles of of um where what is that? What was I talking? Oh, hermetic principles. Seven hermetic principles. Mentality, correspondence, vibration, polarity, gender, rhythm, and cause and effect. And if you guys want me to explain those, I can get into those as well. And then there are seven musical scales in Western music, um, music notes. I'm not a musician. I don't know them all. I only studied it briefly, so I probably could list a few, but... I'm not a professional in music, you know, so I don't want to mess anything up. But I know there's like a Lydian, a Locrian, an Alien, a Mixolydian. I don't know how I'm, if I'm saying them even right. And I don't remember the other ones. Oh, Phrygian, Phrygian. But there's seven musical, musical scale notes. And then there are the seven sages of Greece. And these seven sages of Greece is known for um, practical wisdom. They introduced the Greeks to more advanced ways of thinking. And they ended a war that plagued Greece in their time. So those are the seven Thing, um, those are the things that are significant with the number seven. Okay, so seven days of creation, all these seven things. So seven is a number. Also, people who resonate with the number seven are seekers, thinkers, and they are searchers for the truth. And 
I obviously resonate with the number seven. Seven is in my astrological chart. Um, okay, so after the seven days, then that creation continued to multiply, okay? Um, all the way up to 19, which is simplified to the number one which we know one as representing God, um, universe, source, a new beginning. It represents creation. But number one is also about um, um, being connected with God and and um, how we are one with him because we were created in his image. Amen. So, so yes. Um, Amen. And I'll take that noise as a sign that spirit agrees. Amen. Okay. So now number four for me is my life path number. Um, a life path number is determined for people by their date of birth, their month, day, and year of birth. There's so much content in relation to numbers that I'm going to simplify it and um, I'm just going to stick with number four and explain to you why number four is important to me today. So um, numbers are significant because they represent, they could represent our life path number, our States, our destiny number. Um, each number represents a different meaning and a unique energy that influences who we are or what happens in our lives. Okay. Number symbols are everywhere all around us, and seeing them often could be, <laughs> sorry, y'all, could be a sign or symbol from spirit from the universe from god from source that they're trying a message they're trying to get to you okay so it's important that we understand um at least just the basics of how number can affect us each number can guide us okay so number four is about practicality hard work Discipline, responsibility, um, strength, efficiency. When people are in need of strength or balance, they will call a number four person. I'm a number four person. Okay. So people literally call me when they feel weak, when they feel in need, when they feel their lives are in chaos or turmoil when they're looking for balance, when they're looking for strength, when they're looking for solid answers that they can um, depend on as truth and reliable truth, right? Um, most people don't realize um, that this is their intrinsic intri and intricate and intrinsic goal. It's an internal goal that they're 
that spirit leads them to, right? Balance and stability um, when they seem to be in a crisis. So after awakening, I realized um, that is part of the value that I add to people's lives. Um, I didn't know that. I was confused about, you know, who I was or what I was here for, what I was doing or blah, blah, blah. And then when I look back and compare notes and um, understand how I have an effect on others, um, this is what I found, okay? So number four is about stability in a situation. Number fours are dependable dedicated to um um advancing but but conservatively not quickly it's not important for me to become very big very fast on this platform i'm not worried about um reaching the most amount of people in the most in the least amount of time i'm more concerned with the value of what I put out and those who were destined to hear it, those who these messages are meant for, I'm more concerned with them receiving the message. Um, because I understand that everything has a season, everything has its time and its timing and things will happen in the right timing. So I'm not concerned about, I'm not focused on um, getting numbers or getting money or getting plays or views or likes or whatever you call it on this platform, okay? On the podcast platform. I'm not even sure how it works. I care, but I don't care because that's not my, that's not my intentional focus at this time. Now, if I'm still here next year, next season, maybe season two, season three, I don't know. Maybe by season four, I'll be trying to, you know, focus on numbers. I don't know. But right now, my focus is not that. I'm mainly focused on um, finding a balance between my daily life and responsibilities there and my responsibility to you guys as a spiritualist and a leader. Okay. So this is true. <laughs> Number fours are dedicated to advancing, but not quickly. We don't care. Um, we stick to traditional ways of doing things instead of trying out the new. Now that's not so good. It's true. I'm I am a traditionalist, but um Christianity taught me that God hates traditions and the traditions of man um, make the word of God have no effect on the lives of those it should be affecting. And so I learned early on that not to be so traditional in, in my approaches when it comes to spiritualism. And if anything is presented to me in a non-traditional way, not to shut down and shut it out, but to um, ex allow myself to experience it, entertain it for a short minute, 
And if I feel like it's going too far out there, I pull myself back. You know what I'm saying? But um, I think it's important to remain open. I think that is the key here. Remaining open, understanding that everything that is presented to you by God, source, universe, spirit, is presented to you with love. And if it is a challenge that you're facing, this challenge is not meant to destroy you. This challenge is not meant to hurt you. This challenge is not meant to knock you down or cause you to be stagnant or freak out or give up. The challenges that we face, that we are presented with, are opportunities for change. The challenges that we are given as a gift from God are opportunities for us to advance to another level. And every time you're presented with something that challenges you, your your way of thinking, your thoughts, it challenges your beliefs, it challenges um, you in a way that forces you, might be forcing you to change, or it challenges you in a way that makes you consider something other than what you've been. If you're presented with challenges like that, I would highly suggest you go into them, experience them, see um, what's happening there. Try and um, work it out, walk it out and work it out. Um, Because God, spirit, source, universe, God is there to um, guide you. And he provides angels, gifts, synchronicity, signs to help you along your way. And nothing is ever intended to be extremely hurtful or extremely harmful to you. In fact, challenges that we are presented with might hurt us because of how we handle them. Okay? Now... I'm just speaking in general. I'm talking to the collective here. So I'm not talking about specific things. If it resonates with you, receive it. If it doesn't, let it fly high until it comes around again. And then, you know, go into that. Um, What I mean by go into it, if it's a thought that pops up, think about it. (laughs) If it's a conversation that is presented to you by somebody, Talk about it. If it's a feeling that you feel like in the root, in the gut of your belly, feel it. Don't run away from it, but address it. Acknowledge it. There's power even in acknowledging something. Um, Yeah. All right, y'all, I get a little sidetracked. So back to number four. So um, in some Asian countries, number four is unlucky and carries, they, they've even given it a name. Um, it's called tetraphobia, fear of the number four. 
<laughs> and I'm sorry to laugh, guys. Please forgive me, but it's funny. I, I laughed because I thought of it like me being a number four and like fear of jam. I'm like, oh no, that's crazy. Uh -uh. Okay. So number four in numerology is actually wisdom and rational. And the energy of number four is like wise, rational energy that could bring a sense of security and consistency. Um, it has a strict definition of what it is and what it isn't. Has a strict definition of what is right and what is wrong. And the energy of number four does see black and white and no gray areas. So. That could be a challenge for me because in a lot of cases I do see black and white, you know, um, in a most recent circumstance, somebody did something and I was like, well, that's wrong. And then I was like, well, who am I to judge them, you know, for what they did? Maybe it seemed right to them in that moment that they were making that decision. Right. So even though I, I don't like it, I just, what that person has done because it affected me in a negative way. Um, I'm not here to judge their decisions. Um, but the negative aspect that I felt, residue, the negative residue that was left with me after the individual made their choices to do something that I thought was wrong, I was able to process and deal with on my own and say, you know what? This is not my energy. This is not my negativity. This is not my thoughts. These are not my feelings. This is what that individual did. So therefore I choose not to take on anybody else's garbage. I got my own trash bags I'm carrying, right? And that's the balance of number four. You could be burning on fire, heated, intense, very intense, strong energy. And number four will be like, okay, that's how you feel, okay. It, it is okay. <laughs> you know, I don't agree with what you're saying, but it's okay. You know, that is not what's real for me. That is not the truth for me. That is your truth, your belief, your opinion. Boom. Okay. So, strength of number four is practicality, loyalty, service oriented the weaknesses of a number four person could be limited thinking by staying locked into what they believe um um what else something oh inflexibility like immovable you're not going i mean spiritually maybe but any other thing you are not going to sway me or get me to look at anything else or go anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like I am very set in my ways of who I am, what I like, what I want, what I don't want, 
what I don't like and what I don't need. I know who I am. I know what I want. I know what I love. And I know what I like. I know what I don't want in my life. I know what I don't love. And I know this is all me. And so why would I allow anyone or anything to penetrate that? That's stability. That is security. I am secure within myself. I am not perfect. There's two plus two is equal to four. There's half of me that's a hot AMS.com. And if y'all knew, y'all would be like, what the hell? But there's another half of me that's very solid, very secure, very wise, very spiritual, very knowledgeable, very intellectual, very intelligent, and sure of herself and knows who she is and what she wants. Boom. And not one single individual living and breathing on this earth today can change that about me. And not one single living individual on this earth has the power to change anything about me because I am me. And I'm saying all this and I'm done here. I'm saying all this to say this to you guys. I really want to deliver this message that yes i am a number four but you could be too in the sense that you could be stable loyal committed and dedicated to your very own advancement and not and you could not be moved Be planted, rooted deeply in the foundations of what you believe, if it works for you. If you have things that you are committed to, that you are dedicated to, that you are loyal to, that you are immovable about, that don't serve your greatest good or that hurt you, I'm here to tell you that you need to reevaluate that circumstance. Look at it again. Because God doesn't want us to be planted in a foundation that isn't good for us, right? And everything that God, source, universe, spirit, everything that he provides is love. It starts with love. It ends with love. So one of the greatest ways and one of my greatest abilities to hear God comes from my interpretation of what messages I'm receiving. If I'm getting a message of self-doubt, insecurity, faithlessness, um, 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 fear, pain, If I'm receiving those kind of messages, I'm going to hear them, but I'm not going to hear them in a way that I plant them in my heart and allow them to be embedded in my soul. 
I'm going to hear it in a way that's, that I have a protective barrier over my heart and I'm hearing it through my ears, meaning my left side logical brain. I'm letting those messages go into my ears and I'm processing them with my brain. And I'm saying, okay, how is this making me feel? How, how, is, how you know, does this energy feel? Um, how is it affecting what I, what I'm thinking right now, what I believe, you know, whatever, like process it, go into it, see what it is. What's the root cause of it? What is the root of this thing? Is that root love? Is that root peace? Is that root fear? Is that root hurt and pain? That's how you differentiate whether it's the voice of God or not. That's how you differentiate whether it's spirit talking or not. That's how you differentiate whether it's angels or not. That's how you differentiate whether it's good or not. What message is coming through for you? And you could apply this to people. You could apply this to circumstances. You could even apply this format to questions people present to you. Do it within yourself you know don't do it with them along with them because they'd be like you crazy <laughs> but you know you could apply this you know a friend calls me and says hey jam i need your help i'm like okay what do you need and they're like oh i need you to go down to delancey street pick up a case of I don't know, let's say weights workout weights you know them heavy i'm thinking of something heavy so my friend calls me and say, hey, Jam, I need you to go down to Delancey and get a case of something that's really heavy. And I'm like, wait, but I have classes today. I'm working today. I'm doing this. And they're like, well, I need it right now. So I need you to go like right now. It's like, okay, let me think about this for a minute. Because I do want to be there for my friend. I do want to help them. And if I have the capabilities, then why not do it? But if what my friend is requesting of me is more of a burden than it is to bear it, then I might reconsider doing that thing that they're asking me to do. Because they don't know the last three days my back was hurting, so I can't lift anything heavy. Heavy. And they don't know the last three days my car got been in the shop because I haven't spoken to them. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have access to go down there and come right back. They don't know what your situation or your circumstances um, is for you to communicate that openly and honestly if you choose to. And if you choose not to, just know that, you know, people will never know. I have cases where people don't know and I have cases where I've, I'm very clear about how I feel and people do know. Um, in both cases, is never easy. Communication is never easy. But number four is all about that. Okay. I just want to break down really quickly um, another number. Let's use number six. <laughs> One of my parents is a number six. And so I was like, okay, let me look up number six. So number six personality is caring, healing, compassionate, nurturer, protective, idealistic, very warm, um, a lover. Um, number sixes are blessed with a huge heart that allows people to be, um, to get great, amazing support from them. 
Um, but number six is, is important for them to realize the importance of self-love and acknowledge that their own needs are just as important as others. So, you know, you have people who are such caring, compassionate, nurturers, and, you know, lovers, and they think so much of others because they have such a big heart, but they forget about themselves. And so self-love has been actually a topic all December for me, um, November and December. This winter, self-love has been like a big deal. Um, spirit has been walking me through those those concepts and ideas about loving yourself. Um, so yeah. So guys, I am going to pause here. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I should add. No, I think we're good. Um, with that being said, thank you so much for being here. I love you guys. I wish you all the best. You should believe in magic because magic is the seed planted. It starts young with children if they, you know, but also with adults. We can be childlike in some cases. Maybe we have, we're immature. We have childlike minds or childlike personalities. So we can be childlike. So this can apply to any of us, right? Um, to be open, be open to believing in something that is unknown to you. Even if you're a Christian who is seasoned, planted, rooted, grounded, pastoring, elders, bishops, deacons, even if you resonate with any of those titles, I challenge you today to believe in something that is unknown to you. All right, guys, thank you so much for being here. If you have anything you would like to comment, any questions, you can check me out on Prayer Galore on Instagram, at Prayer Galore on Instagram. Oh, God, my words are getting jumbled again, y'all. I know what I'm saying. I just freaked out because I looked at the time and it said 44.44. So I've been recording for 44 minutes and 44 seconds. And that is so synchronistic with the ending of this conversation, 4444. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. Mm -hmm.